الحمدللہ الحمدللہ نحمده و نستعینه و نستغفره و نؤمن به و نتوکل علیه و نعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا و من سیئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له و من يضلل فلا هادی له و نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له و نشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده و رسوله اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح من زكاها وقد خاب من جساها سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون سلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم as all of you know we are in the month of shaban and the month of ramadan is fast approaching every year this repeats itself this is not our first shaban unless you converted to islam this past year and this is not going to be our first ramadan but the question is can we make this a different ramadan can we make it a better ramadan can we make it a ramadan where we get something more than just fasting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Qur'an al-Kareem, the purpose of Ramadan, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ But me and you have forgotten what taqwa is. It's not possible year-round to betray taqwa and just from hunger and thirst to get taqwa. There has to be something more that a person does in Ramadan. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he actually said, that there will be some people that in this month of Ramadan when they fast from the fasting of Ramadan they will get only hunger and thirst and nothing else what did he mean by nothing else he meant no taqwa no additional taqwa that's what he was negating they will get hunger they will get thirst they will get no additional taqwa hmm? there are people who pray salah they don't get taqwa from salah There are even people who go on Hajj and they come back from Hajj and within one month, two months, they go back to their old selves. They don't get taqwa. Allah Akbar. And there are people who pay their zakat. And their zakat, paying zakat doesn't give them taqwa. These were the basic core ibadat in our deen. Salah, Ramadan, Hajj and zakat. And there are people who do all four. There are some who do it every year. Even they go on Hajj every year. Hmm? Still taqwa is elusive. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So there is another way to understand taqwa. To understand the obstacle between us and taqwa. And that is our nafs and that is our sins. Until you're willing to fight the battle against your nafs and until you're willing to leave sin, you can never get taqwa. So the person who fasts but they still give in to their nafs. The person who fasts, but they still continue sin, they won't get taqwa. The person who prays salah, but he doesn't fight his nafs. And the person who prays salah, and he doesn't leave sin, he won't get taqwa. The person who goes on hajj, and does not, when they come back, fight their nafs and leave sin, they will not get taqwa. During that time, they have taqwa. During Ramadan, person is fighting nafs, leaving sin, they will feel taqwa. In the sacred journey in Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Manawra, Mina, Arafah, Muzdalafah, because at that time, 
they're fighting against their nafs, they're not doing sin, they will feel taqwa. As soon as they go back to nafs and sin, they will lose taqwa. This is a rule Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us. Now if you want to look at Ramadan, me and you experience that rule once a year. If you want to look at Hajj, maybe we experience that rule once in a lifetime. And if you want to look at Salah, me and you experience that rule five times a day. You pray for your Salah, inside for your Salah, you will get taqwa. You go out and in the morning, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., you look in Ghair Mehram, you will lose taqwa. Instantly. You can come back to the Dhuhr Salah, again you can get it. You can go leave after the Dhuhr Salah, again when to turn to sin, again you will lose it. And we see this over and over in our life. So many times, not once or twice, we've experienced this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. But the question is, it's all about when you want to change. Do we have to be a bit hard on ourselves this year in Ramadan? If we didn't get better before, it's because we didn't make a firm enough intention to change. Ramadan is actually about changing your whole life. Not changing your timetable for one month. Not changing the times when you eat. Not just changing the times when you sleep. Ramadan is about changing your whole life. Everything in deen is about changing your life. You know, even every salah is about changing your life. Now who makes that niyyah when they come and pray salah? Nobody makes that niyyah. When you go for hajj, people make that niyyah. That's another rukat. Most people, if you say, why are you going on hajj? They should say, I want to change my life. Few people would say, I want to fulfill my fard. That's it. Hmm? You can make that niyyah for every salah. Can you imagine? Five times a day you make niyyah, you want to change your life. How do you want to change your life? That from now on I want to live my entire life entirely for Allah Ta'ala. I want to live my entire life seeking the entire pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. I know I might be partially pleasing to Allah Ta'ala because there are some sins I leave. I might be partially pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. There are some good things I do. But I'm not entirely pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. There are some black spots in my book of deeds. There are some blanks in my book of deeds. Change my life means I want to be entirely pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Change my life means I want to follow the entire sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Yes, there might be some sunnah I do. Maybe I have beard. Maybe I have miswak. Maybe I eat with my right hand. But there's so many sunnahs a person doesn't do. Maybe they're not gentle. Maybe they're not forgiving. Maybe they're not compassionate. Maybe they're not a sunnah husband. Hmm? Maybe they're not a sunnah son. Maybe they're not a sunnah brother. Maybe they're not a sunnah mu'min. Nabi Kareem sallallahu was also a mu'min. Innam al-mu'minuna ikhwa. He also falls in that. Sallallahu He was the best companion and the best friend to Sahabah Ikram. So changing life means I want to follow the entire sunnah entirely, always for the rest of my life. Changing my life means I want to obey Allah Ta'ala entirely in everything. Changing my life means I want to leave every single sin entirely. That's called changing life. Abnam Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us that there are four major ibadat, Hajj, Salah, Zakat, Ramadan, which can help you do this. Hmm? So one of them is coming, month of Ramadan. Hmm? So this process of changing life in our deen, this is called Tazkiyah. Now another big problem we have is that Tazkiyah is supposed to be what? Changing life, adopting taqwa. Instead people today think 
that tazkiyah is just to call yourself Sufi or to wear one particular style of clothing or they think tazkiyah is just, you know, sit at the feet of your sheikh and press his feet. No, they don't change their life. <laughs> if praying salah won't change your life unless you make that niyyah, so what's going to wear a particular type of clothing going to change your life if you don't make that niyyah? Allah Akbar Kabira. Zikr was supposed to be done to remember Allah Ta'ala. Some people make zikr because they like to view themselves as zakir. They like to view themselves as sufi. They like to tell somebody else, I make this salawat so many hundred times, I make this so many hundred times. Hmm? That's not why zikr is done. That's not why fard ibadat is done. How can nafil zikr be done for that reason? Hmm? Zikr was done so you could feel a heart connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar. Hmm? Taqwa doesn't just mean that when you're sitting with other Muslims that you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa also means that when you're alone you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Privately to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secretly to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the night just like you obey Him in the day. Tazkiyah and taqwa, tazkiyah and taqwa. Now Ramadan is a special connection with these two things. And mashallah, especially for you in the UK, I just the point I was about to make is especially true for you, this time of year. So the point I was going to make first is that in Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala puts a lot of barakah in the night. And people normally, who otherwise used to spend surfing in the night, sitting on their screen in the night, chatting in the night, instead in Ramadan, because of the barakah of Ramadan, not because they're any stronger person, better person, only due to the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the nisbat of Ramadan, they spend night in the masjid. Even if they sit with people, they'll talk about deen. <coughs> spend time on the screen. Hmm? Allah Akbar. So the night part is taken care of. Day part, mashallah, is taken care of to the fasting. Hmm? So actually, what's happening in Ramadan Allah subhanahu is making a system for us which makes it easier to do tazkiyah and easier to get taqwa. It's a system put in place to make it easier. You know, like there's a child who first buys their first bicycle. And so they are those things called training wheels, receptors. I always forget what they call British English. Stabilizers, stabilizers, stabilizers. We call them training wheels in American English. Hmm? So you just need that in the beginning. Why? It's to help the person ride the bicycle. So when they get some practice and they ride the bicycle well, they take off the stabilizers, they take off the training wheels. Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala gives you training wheels for taqwa. And you're supposed to ride a lot in this month. And by the end of the month, coming month inshallah, you're supposed to ride so well that Allah Ta'ala takes it off because Allah Ta'ala will end Ramadan. He will take Ramadan away. Allah Akbar Kabira, but you're now good rider. You're good taqwa. You're good fighter on your nafs. And mashallah, another special benefit you have here in the UK, you will do big fight on nafs. It's called long fast. Hmm? In Pakistan, we do heat fast. It might not be as long as yours, but Allah Akbar, it's 40 plus degrees centigrade over there. That's another big battle people are doing there. Hmm? Big battle on nafs. 30 days non-stop war on the nafs. Hmm? But what happens is, and we all get good at it. You all remember from previous years, maybe the first couple of days fasting you found difficult. 
By day four or five, you found it easier. By day six, you even learn to enjoy. Roughly, you start enjoying the hunger. You don't mind the hunger, you enjoy the hunger. You feel happy that you enjoy Allah Akbar. Look at this. This is like the mujahid in the battle who loved the battle. He's facing the thrill of the battle. This is how people do mujahid at the nafs in Ramadan. They enjoy the hunger. They feel the thrill of hunger. They like feeling the pangs of hunger. They're happy that I'm feeling hunger, hunger for Allah Subhanahu That's how much they do battle on their nafs. Allah Akbar Kabirah. Then they stand at night for taraweeh, a long prayer. They enjoy it. They get tired, they don't mind it. And when end on 27th, 29th night, the imam finishes the Quran, they feel happy. We completed the mission. We heard entire Quran al-Kareem in salah standing in front of Allah. Hmm? They become champions. Hmm? But what happens after Ramadan? <laughs> they lose it. They stop. It's not just that they stop the fasting. That Sharia wants you to stop the fasting. But we stop the tazkir and we stop the taqwa also. That wasn't supposed to happen. Hmm? We're supposed to continue, keep going, keep going. You know what's supposed to happen is in Ramadan your graph goes up. Then it doesn't go as up so high. But after Ramadan it keeps going up. Then again Ramadan goes up. Then after Ramadan it keeps going up. But our graph is not like that. <laughs> Our graph is Ramadan, it goes up. Shawal, it goes flat. Shawal, it goes flat. And Zikazah starts going down. And then by Shaban, we're thinking how low we've reached and how can we get back to where we were last year in Ramadan. Hmm? Very different. Very different. There are people in Ramadan, they make near to Allah Ta'ala, they will leave a sin. They cry to Allah Ta'ala, they will leave a sin. They beg Allah Ta'ala to leave the sin and then after Ramadan on their own they go back to that sin. Allah Akbar. The people in Ramadan they make firm near intention. I'm always going oh I'm enjoying praying Fajr Salah and Masjid. Hmm? I want to continue this afterwards. They stop doing it themselves. Hmm? Allah Akbar. What's the matter with us? Hmm? Allah Ta'ala's mercy he sends Ramadan again. Okay, one more year. It's like, you know, like if somebody is a student, so sometimes there are students that come to us and they failed an exam. And mashallah, if it's a doctor, he fails his medical exam. He makes dua for passing his exam. I can tell you, because I have not one to have many cases like this. And she, she's a doctor, huh? not even a medical student. The medical school student who failed his exam the first time, and he's about to retake it the second time, he comes and asks for dua the way some extremely poor person would ask for dua for food. Hmm? Yeah, that's the type of dua he makes. Why? Because he wants to be champion. Hmm? Hmm? The sinner doesn't come and ask me dua like that. That they made toba from the sin, but they failed the first time, and they went back to sin, and now they're about to make toba again. They fasted last year in Ramadan. But since then they messed up again. They're about to try again. Hmm? This is what Ramadan, you should view Ramadan 2017 like that. Hmm? That Allah Ta'ala giving me a retake for the exam. I'm resetting the examination of taqwa. La'allakum tattakoon. Hmm? So that you can have taqwa. I'm doing 30 day exam season all over again. Allah Ta'ala giving me another chance. Hmm? You never, you, I you don't know those students. Allah Akbar, the way they go crazy studying for that second chance exam. Hmm? Oh, and they make all type of promises to Allah Ta'ala. 
If I pass, I will do this, and if I pass, I will be like that. Allah Akbar. Taqwa and Tazkiyah, that's the name of the game. Ramadan is not just about fasting. The fast was the way to get taqwa and tazkiyah. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ It's not often that Allah Ta'ala in Quran tells us why. He just tells us do. Here Allah tells us do. كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السِّيَامُ It's been written upon you. It's been mandated, prescribed upon you. And Allah Ta'ala immediately after tells us why. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ even when we talk to somebody and you want to emphasize something, you tell them why. You say, can you bring me that file? Because I want to read it right now. That as an emphasis, <laughs> big emphasis. If you just say, bring me that file, okay. They'll bring it. But when you added those words, because, hmm? why? When you tell somebody why, it's deep. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His kalam, kalamullah, Qur'anul kareem, he told us why. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ So you get taqwa. Hmm? This is also mercy from Allah SWT. Yalla, me get taqwa. You know my, the type of life I live. Yes, you. And with this book of deeds, yes, you. With all these sins, yes, you. Allah Akbar. All these prayers I missed, yes, you, you can get taqwa. Most of me so distant. Somebody can say, alcoholic, I drink, I'm a drug addict. Yeah, you can get taqwa from Ramadan. Somebody hmm? says, I do zina. Same Ramadan for you. One package for all. Hmm? One package for everybody. Whether it may be pious, maybe sinner, whatever he is. Hmm? But we're so weak. I took you big, I named big sins in front of you just now, right? Drinking, drugs, zina. Oh, we are such people you can't even leave smoking in Ramadan. Oh. Hmm? Look at us. <laughs> we can't even tap into Ramadan, leave a little smoking. We can't tap into Ramadan, leave some of our anger. Hmm? Ramadan is the power the zani can become wali. The drug addict can become wali. Hmm? Understand? The drunkard, the alcoholic can become waliullah. That's the power of Ramadan. Allahu Akbar Kameera. We, we have not valued Ramadan. We say that Ramadan ki baat kam kiemat lagai. We have given very, attached very little, little importance and little value to Ramadan. Hmm? You know that even some people, Allah Akbar, they're not happy Ramadan is coming. Probably you wouldn't sit in a bihan like this if you were in that category. But there's some people like that. They're upset. They're disturbed. But, oh, you know, I'm going to have to fast again. Yeah. Allah Akbar. There are people like that. Alhamdulillah, at least they're going to fast. Alhamdulillah. Because otherwise some people, when they get upset sometimes, they stop doing that amal. Hmm? But you see, they're getting, they get disturbed. It's going to ruin my sleep schedule. How am I going to work on time? <laughs> Allah Akbar. Kabira. Some people even think like that. They don't understand what Ramadan is. They don't value what Ramadan is. So, Tazkiya Taqwa, Tazkiya Taqwa, Tazkiya Taqwa. Hmm? Now, most people in Ramadan, 
Alhamdulillah, are able to stay away from outward sin. Most people, they stop doing what, if, whatever sins they used to do. It's the inner sin and the feelings of sin that we have to change. Because if the feeling stays, you will go back to sinning after Ramadan. So I'll give you an example. If there's a person who all year had attraction for ghair mahram, infatuation for ghair mahram, even if it's something small, let me explain to you. Some people think that attraction for gharam just means zina. Let me explain to you. Even if you just look at billboards, even if you just look at the magazine cover, even if you just notice one woman a week in one store, that means you have this feeling, this spiritual disease feeling of attraction for gharam. That's enough. It's enough. It doesn't mean you have to do something very crude or very lewd or very sinister to have this sin. Even any of these things that I told you, even anything equally light or small or what you might think is initial, counts as the person has disease of attraction and infatuation for Ghamar. Now yes, it might happen in Ramadan, that alhamdulillah because they're more afraid of Allah Ta'ala, more aware of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, they don't want to spoil their fast, they're conscientious of fast, so they might not look at that billboard or look at that magazine or look at that girl passing by. But if inside they still have the attraction, when Ramadan goes, if the feeling is still there, they will go back to doing it. They will go back to doing it. Hmm? So what it means, Tazkiyah, it means in Ramadan, do something about what's inside. Barak of Ramadan, you'll change on the outside. Try to do something about what's on the inside. And that's really what, how taqwa helps. Taqwa in many of its meanings, one main meaning of taqwa is fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I can give you examples. Some people say, I'm afraid, I don't want to mess up my fast. Right? And so a person doesn't do it, they think, oh, I'm fasting, It'll, it won't be good, it'll spoil my fast. So just like that, you have iman, this will spoil your iman, it will spoil your akhirah. Hmm? Much more than just one fast, is your very iman, your very akhirah itself. So if a person has fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that's what changes their inside. Hmm? That's what changes their inside. Just like that, if somebody has sin of the tongue, normally it's because they have some anger inside, they have some envy, jealousy inside, they have some arrogance, pride inside. They might be able to bite their tongue in Ramadan, but if they don't fix what's inside... They'll go back to where they were right after Ramadan. Right back. Because they didn't change. Their actions changed, their schedule changed, their timetable changed, but they didn't change. And that's what Allah SWT is saying. The Allahum tatakun means you can change. You can go from being ghair muttaki mu'min to muttaki mu'min. This is a huge change. This is the biggest change for a believer. Biggest change for a human is to go from ghair mu'min to mu'min. Biggest change for believer is to go from ghair muttaki to muttaki. Biggest change after iman. Hmm? So that you may get taqwa. So now when we realize that this is the goal and purpose of Ramadan, this is the maqsad, the mission of Ramadan, then when people talk about preparing for Ramadan, then you will understand what you need to do. So preparing for Ramadan doesn't mean figure out the menu and figure out the sleeping schedule. Huh? Preparing for Ramadan means right now think what is wrong with me.
What's wrong with me inside? You know, when people even go to a doctor, more intelligent people, they think before, okay, what will I say to the doctor? Because I need to somehow explain to the doctor what's wrong with me. So I better think, what is wrong with me? So I can tell the doctor everything that's wrong with me. <coughs> that's how you should spend Shaban. Shaban is diagnosis. Shaban is testing. Shaban is MRI, X-ray, CAT scan, scanning, blood test, pathology. Hmm? And it takes a long time to do that. Because a lot of us, we have deluded ourselves. Maybe I should explain this a bit more. A lot of us suffer from what is called ghurur. Ghurur means self-delusion. We think we're more fine than we are. The big problem. This is the first problem. You have to unpack yourself. You have to be tough on yourself. That's how I told you in the beginning. You have to be tough on yourself, hard on yourself, harsh on yourself. Otherwise you won't. You won't get fixed. Another word related to this is called ghulu. Ghulu means, some of us, it means to be imbalanced. And especially, we have a ghurur about our faults, our flaws, our sins, what's bad in us. And we have a ghulu when we look at what's good in us. When we overemphasize the good in us, and we under-realize the bad in us. And this is how we have this happy-go-lucky life. But it's an illusion. Hmm? Because Allah Ta'ala has given everybody, everybody, especially you come to Bihan, everybody has some good things in that, right? If you only focus on your good things, you won't realize how much you have to change. In Shaban, you should be tough on yourself. Reflect on the bad things. Where am I weak? Where am I inconsistent? What is my flaw? Who do I hurt? Who is upset with me? Who is disappointed with me? Which relationship can I make better? So many things to look at. So many things to look at. And one by one, you start making niyat, start making dua, begging Allah SWT. Now the beauty of Ramadan, is you don't have to do anything except fast. It's not like you have to do something about this. You don't have to do anything. For example, let's say somebody says, I look at myself and I see what's wrong with me, I'm a bit of an angry person. Okay, just fast Ramadan, and make tawbah for anger and make dua to Allah. There's nothing else you have to do that along with fasting is there some other zikr I have to do to fix the anger? Is there some dua I have to do to fix the anger? Is there some anger management program? To... No, all you have to do is fast. The amal is one. All taqwa given for one amal. Allah Akbar. Any and all taqwa, any and everything in deen, any change you want will be given just to you have to fast. That's it. You have to do one thing. But you have to use that one thing to get everything you want. You have to use that one thing to make dua for everything you want. You have to use that one fast to make tawbah from every sin. You have to use that one fast to make niyat of every amal. You have to use that one fast to make dua to Allah Ta'ala for everything. One fast, you get everything. La'allakum tattaku. Tazkiyah taqwa, tazkiyah taqwa. Another major du'a to make in Ramadan is for istikama. Whatever I get, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't want to lose it. Whatever you give me, I don't want to mess it up. Hmm? If you're going to give me tawfiq to read more Quran, I want to always read more Quran. If you give me tawfiq to spend more time in masjid, I always want to spend time more in masjid. Hmm? If you give me tawfiq to control my lust, 
and control my gaze, I want to always be like that. If you give me tawfiq to stay away from screen and ghafla and love or sports or fashion, music, culture, society, TV, surfing, whatever, I always want to be like that. Hmm? I always want to be free of these things. You have to make niyat and dua for istikama. And another word for you to know is kubuliyah. You have to make niyat and dua that Allah Ta'ala accepts it. Hmm? Ajib. There's a great Shaykh, Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanviri Mulatala. He had a great student, Shah Wasilah Ramtana. And he explained a beautiful thing that even when you do a good amal and you know you did it according to Allah Ta'ala's hidayah and Allah Ta'ala's karam and Allah Ta'ala's fazl and Allah's tawfiq and everything, but you don't know 100% if Allah Ta'ala will accept it. You don't know that. Is it makbul? You don't know. You got it in your book of deeds, that you know. On the day of judgment, when the book of deeds is open, this amal will be there. Yes, that also you know. But when the book of deeds is open, this amal is there, and this amal is presented in front of Allah Ta'ala, will Allah Ta'ala accept this amal from you? That you don't know. That you don't know. So for example, inshallah, mashallah, all of you fasted all 30 fasts last year. You know that. It's a fact. You, right? So yes, you did it. You can know it. You know it's in your book of deeds. Yes. Will Allah Ta'ala accept those fasts when they're shown to him on the Day of Judgment? I don't know. I have no way of knowing that. <laughs> no way of knowing that. That's one way that can take us out of the ghurur of our good deeds. Yes, we know they're good. We know we did them. But we have no way of knowing Allah Ta'ala is going to accept them. Allah Akbar. It's just like the student. student walks out and he says, I wrote a great exam. But then he still comes to me day before result. Make dua, result is coming. I said, but you told me, you know, when we met a few months ago, you wrote a good exam. She said, I have no idea whether the examiner accepted my answer. I don't know that. I know I wrote the right answer. But I have no way of knowing if he's going to mark it as correct. Allah Akbar. Another dua. He wants another dua. What is this? Second dua is for Kabuliya. Hmm? Woman and man, young man, young woman, they get married. Hmm? And they say, no, we know we picked the right family. We know we picked the right person. We know we did it for the sake of Allah. We got married according to the sunnah. We had simple wedding. We did everything right. Hmm? But ultimately, what does it say? I don't know. If it, I don't know. Will she accept me? She says, I don't know. Will he accept me? Hmm? That they'll only know later. Hmm? He said, no, you did everything according to Sharia. I said, yes. You did everything according to Sunnah? Yes. But will I be makbul? <laughs> will I be accepted and loved where I go? That I don't know. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So kubuliyya. Tazkiya, taqwa, istikama, kubuliyya. These are the four things that are missing in our Ramadan. That's why I'm pointing it out. These are the things that we're missing. This is the thing we have to change. This is what we have to add this coming year in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hadi. Al-Hadi means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the giver of all hidayah. All hidayah comes from Allah. All hidayah. 
no guidance comes except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. If guidance came from me, well, maybe I don't like you. If guidance came from me, maybe I'm in a bad mood. Yeah? If guidance came from me, maybe our personalities don't match. But guidance comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, sometimes people, they say that, which in its own place is correct, that you should sit with that alam or shaykh that you have munasbat with. That's correct. But alhamdulillah, everybody has munasbat with Allah. And Allah Ta'ala is al-hareem, he has munasbat with every mu'min. Allah Akbar. If the mu'min sinner, he has munasbat with him because al-ghafar. Allah Akbar. Yeah? If the mu'min is crying, over their sin, he has munasbit with them, he has at-tabab. Has he? Allah Ta'ala has munasbit. You know, munasbit, Allah Ta'ala has kind, loving, benefactor, friendly compatibility with every believer. Only thing the human needs is iman. That's it. If they don't have iman, then kufr, shirk, no. They have iman, whatever they are, whatever their personality is, whatever their background is, whatever their temperament is, whatever sins they do, as long as they have iman, Allah is al-hadi. They have Allah, put it that way. You know, when you have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't just mean you believe that Allah ta'ala exists. When you have iman in Allah ta'ala, you get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You get Him by believing in Him. Allahu waliyalladhina amanu. Allah said in Quran that he is the wali of those who have iman. Hmm? Moment, sir. This majlis in your house. Allahu waliyalladhina amanu. Yukhriduhum min al-dhulamati ilan-nur. Allah takes them out from every single darkness that they're in. Ilan-nur. Into the nur of his hidayah. Into the nur of his rahmah. Hmm? There Allah Ta'ala didn't say Allah Ta'ala is the wali of alladhina taqo of the people of taqwa. Or Allah Ta'ala is the wali of alladhina amunu wa amilu salihat. The ones who have iman and amal. Just iman. Hmm? Otherwise you would see so many other places in Quran. Alladhina amunu wa amilu salihat. Alladhina amunu wa amilu salihat. For Allah Ta'ala wants to explain who he is friends with. That's the highest munasbat that you can be wali with someone. Hmm? In Arabic, there are different words for friend. Alright? When it's called Siddiq, when it's called Rafiq, when it's called Khalil, when it's called Wali, even a few more words. Hmm? The highest level of friendship is called Wilaya. Hmm? Highest level of friendship. So Allah says in Quran, Allahu Wali, Wali Yulladi Na'a Manu. Allah Ta'ala is the wali of the people of Iman. Hmm? Highest level of friendship. Closest level of friendship. Most intense level of friendship. Means he is Siddiq, he is Rafiq, he is Khalil, he is the wali. Anyone who just has Iman. Hmm? That's why he sends Ramadan, that's why he sends his Hidayah, that's why he sends his Rahmah, his Mercy, his Maghfir, his Forgiveness. Why? Why all these things? Because he's Wali. He's Wali. That's what friends do. Right? Even in this world, what is friend? Hmm? 
friend is the one who's nice to you, takes care of you, loves you anyway. Hmm? That's what you're too. You say, he's my best friend. You say, why is he your best friend? He's always there for me. He's your best friend. Why? Because he likes me even despite my faults. Hmm? That's what you call your best friend. Hmm? He's always there for me and he likes me despite my faults. Hmm? But they say in love that I love you anyway. Love Akbar. I love you anyway. Ajib. This is what Allah tells the Allah Amana. That I love you anyway. But part of Allah Subhanahu does love because it's a kind love. Is I love you anyway, but I want you to become better. La'allakum tattakoon. I send upon you Ramadan. Hmm? You're saying, Ya Amanu The same Allah Amanu who Allah is wali, He loves them anyway. He loves them for their iman. But part of His love, I want you to be better. Like the mother tells her son, look my son, I love you no matter what, but I want you to work hard. I love you, you're my son no matter what, but I want you to study. Hmm? I love you, you're my son no matter what, I want you to go to maktab. Why? Because part of my love for you is yes, that I love you no matter what. And part of my love for you is what? I want you to become better. That's what it means, la'allakum tattakum. Ajeeb, Allah Akbar. We're not worthy of either one. Hmm? Number one, Allah, you love us anyway, just because of iman. We're not worthy of that. And you want us to become better. La'allakum tattakun. La'allah in Arabic means with the hope. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala has hope that by doing the fast, you will get taqwa. Allah Ta'ala has hope in us hopeless ones. Hmm? That's who we are. Our reality is we're hopeless. Hmm? We're beyond hope. Because Allah Ta'ala gave us so many ni'mah, so many bounties, so many blessings, and still we disobey, still we betray, still we're disloyal. If we look at ourselves, we're hopeless. But Allah, you have hope for us. This also you can make dua like this. That Allah Ta'ala, you told, this is dua you should make when you break your fast. Hmm? Few minutes before, Maghrib Salah, Maghrib Adhan, when you're fasting. Allah Ta'ala, I fasted this fast because you had hope. That I would get taqwa from this fast. You said, Lalukum tattakun. You had hope that I would get taqwa from this fast. So I have hope in your hope for me. Hmm? Give me taqwa. Hmm? Just remember, every time you break fast, you should, this month, and coming month, inshallah, you should make dua for taqwa. Every time you start fast, make dua suhoor for taqwa. You finish taraweeh, make dua for taqwa. You finish reciting Quran, make dua for taqwa. Anything and everything you do, you make any dua, salawat, drudri, istighfar, zikr, whatever you do, make dua for taqwa. You make some dawah, khidmah, nasiha, anything you do, make dua for taqwa. You lay out the dates for someone, you give water to someone, you help feed the fasting person, make dua for taqwa. Why? Because everything you're doing in this month is for taqwa. So you have to live it, you have to have that niyat all the time, everything you do. Everything you do. Then you see, it'll be different. We don't make that niyat. We're just trying to make niyat, Ya Allah, I will fast tomorrow, fard fast of Ramadan. But that's the niyat. Hmm? That's the niyat according to Fuqaha, Sharia. That was the niyat to make your fast valid. Alright? Take it. But now you're supposed to make niyat further according to what Allah Ta'ala guided in Quran. La'allakum tattakun. Allah I make me your intention, I will fast a fard fast of the month of Ramadan for you tomorrow. 
so that I get taqwa. Please give me taqwa. You wake up, Allah Ta'ala, I'm about to finish eating. I'm going to stop eating. I want taqwa. Allah Ta'ala, I'm, Maghrib is about to happen. I'm going to start eating. I want taqwa. Okay, I paint Isha. I'm about to get up for Tarawi. I want taqwa. Okay, I finish Tarawi. I want taqwa. Hmm? Every step you should be asking for taqwa. You should be thirsty for taqwa. The whole month should be la'allakum tattaku. All the time you just think this all the time. La'allakum tattakun, la'allakum tattakun, la'allakum tattakun. You should be doing zikr of these two words. You should be zakir of these two words. Hmm? All the time. Throughout the month. Then you'll see inshallah be different month for you. Different month for you. Hmm? You know, Allah Ta'ala, if somebody asks him something even just once, Allah Ta'ala can give it to them. Hmm? And if somebody asks Allah Ta'ala over and over and over again, hmm? that also goes in Book of Deeds. Let's say you don't get taqwa, you still mess up, you go back to sin, you can tell it on the judgment. Allah Ta'ala, I, I couldn't bring you taqwa. I accept it. I didn't bring you taqwa. Because I kept going back to my sin. But how many times did I ask you for taqwa? How many times did I make niyat for taqwa? How many times did I want taqwa? That's what I could do. They say in English that you die trying. Hmm? You keep trying, keep trying, even if you have to die trying. That's how they talk to people. You keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, even if you die trying. Okay, no problem. I'll keep trying for taqwa, keep trying for taqwa, even if I die trying, I will keep trying. Then, then you think like that, then Allah gives you taqwa. I will keep making toba, keep making toba, keep making toba, even if I die trying to leave this sin. I will never stop trying to leave this sin. Then Allah will take you out of this sin. Hmm? Oh Allah Akbar. When a person wants like that, oh Allah Ta'ala then takes him out of this world. Hmm? That's another type of life. They want akhirah, they want akhirah, they want akhirah, they want akhirah, they want akhirah. And then it takes them out. Hmm? Some people also die like that. You know that? Most people just die whenever malt is decreed for them. Hmm? Some people, the suburb of their death is not the illness, is not the old age, is not the accident. The suburb means the cause of their death is Allah wants them. Hmm? That's the suburb of their death. Cause of death wanted by Allah. Allah Akbar. Cause of death, Balawa. In one sense, everybody is. Death is decreed for them. But Sabab is cancer, Sabab is old age, Sabab is this, that, the other. One cause of death, which no doctor can understand. No doctor can understand medically. Hmm? The doctor can understand spiritually is cause of death. Hmm? The people used to live their life wanting this. Allah these such people, they always kana, always they yearning to meet Allah. Always. That's how they live their life. Hmm? So then Allah Ta'ala gives them death like that. Hmm? 
Khair for us, we want to start with the basic thing, la'allakum tattakun. Always they want taqwa. Another thing I will tell you about taqwa, you can never view yourself as muttaki. This also do. <laughs> right? Like if I said you should want to pray salah regularly, if you start praying regularly, okay, at least you can say, you can view yourself, I, I pray regularly. Hmm? You cannot view yourself as muttaki. This is another jibta. No one can view themselves as muttaki. Allah knows. Allah knows. We don't know. Allah Ta'ala knows best who has taqwa. That's the shekas. That's why you will find, you know, that's why some people don't understand they read stories of Sahaba Ikram. This, how is that possible? Now you understand why it's possible? What stories they would, towards the end of their life, and they like great lives. They'd be scared of Allah SWT because they knew. Allah knows best who has taqwa. They didn't think that about themselves. Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq when, when he was about to pass away, he started saying, oh, I wish I was just a blade of grass. What does it mean? My hisab would not be taken. Because I'm human, I will have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala. I wish I was just a blade of grass so I wouldn't have to go in front of Allah Ta'ala and account for my deeds. He's Siddiq. <laughs> he knows the life that he lived. He knows the prayers. He knows the fast. He knows everything. He knows the jihad he participated in. He knows everything that he did. He knows the amount of sadaqah, charity he gave. But he cannot give himself certificate of taqwa. <laughs> he cannot feel like that. Because hmm? I wish I was just a blade of grass. I wish I was just the hair on the back of a sheep. Hmm? So scared of Allah SWT. So scared of Allah SWT. Ajeeb. Hmm? Allah SWT explained in Quran, إِنَّمَا يَكْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ إِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاء The person who knows more, they have more fear. The more they know Allah, Ulama here doesn't mean knowledge of Arabic. The knowledge of Allah. The more they know Allah, the more they fear Allah. They know Allah even more, they fear Allah more. Hmm? So this taqwa is unending. It never ends. You never arrive at taqwa. You keep fearing, you keep remembering. Another meaning of taqwa is to be aware of Allah SWT. To be conscious of Allah SWT. You keep becoming more aware. More aware, more aware, more fear, more fear, more fear. Keeps going hmm? all the way until death. That's called taqwa. And Ramadan is coming for us to get that type of taqwa. You have to understand the depth of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, That you must fear Allah Ta'ala as it is His right, His haq to be feared. You must be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is his right that you should be aware of him. That's the type of taqwa we want in Ramadan. It's a big mission. Hmm? But it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, if you ask me, it's very easy. It's a great deal. Just stay away from hunger and thirst. And if you're married, relations in daylight hours for taqwa, it's a great deal. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> This is a great deal from Allah SWT. 
Even if it's 18 hour fast, 20 hour fast, no problem. You're going to get taqwa. Taqwa is the single greatest bounty in all the universe. The greatest thing a believer can have. In the akramakum, in the lahi atqaqum. That the most honored of you in Allah Ta'ala's regard is the one who has the most taqwa. In Ramadan, la'allakum tattakun. So you get taqwa. Hmm? So you become muqarram. You become honored and dear and beloved to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That type of taqwa. In fact, really good preparation for Ramadan is if somebody, and you can do this now even online, computer, you just read all, it's, it's obviously it's a lot of them, but you read all the verses on taqwa. You go through the hadith on taqwa. You understand about taqwa. Then you understand what Ramadan is. Because Ramadan is the month where Allah Ta'ala gives taqwa. Hmm? It's a great month. Great month. With a great gift from the greatest Allahu Akbar. Hmm? The only thing that can mess up Ramadan is us. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else. Allah Ta'ala will chain the shateen. Allah Iblis and all shateen will be chained. For the entire month of Ramadan. Allah Akbar. Why? Because I think this is the time for my sermon to get taqwa. Hmm? So yes, Allah Ta'ala told Iblis that I will give you muhla, which means reprieve. I will let you live until end of time. Hmm? He asked Allah Ta'ala, can I live in time? Allah Ta'ala said yes. Hmm? This is not part of the initial conversation. Initial conversation, can I live to end of time? Allah Ta'ala says yes. But as soon as Ramadan came, Allah Ta'ala put him in chains. I imagine the first Ramadan of Israel said, Allah, you put me in chains. You said I could live to the end of time. Yeah, but I put you in chains in Ramadan. You can't touch my Bani Adam in Ramadan. Allah Akbar. Ajeeb. Allah Akbar. Hmm? Then, fasting is to chain your nafs. Allah took care of shaitan, putting him in chains himself. And Allah Ta'ala gave us the fast. The fast puts your nafs in chains. Ab shaitan is in chain. Nafs is in chain. So person will get taqwa. Person will get taqwa. So this is all we wanted to say to you tonight. Otherwise, preparing for Ramadan beyond, we normally talk about many things. But I feel you should all know that by now. How to spend Ramadan, what to do in Ramadan. And local imams and ulama will talk to you about those things. The only person who has a right to ask me that if you are a new convert this year and you're going to have Ramadan for the first time in your life. Otherwise, you should know this already. Hmm? Hmm? First time somebody does something, you are preparing. First time somebody goes to Umrah, we will give him Umrah workshop. Somebody has gone on Umrah every year for 30 years. I don't have to come and give him Umrah workshop. Hmm? Say we're doing Ramadan for 30 years, some of us 20 years, some mashallah, I can see maybe 40, 50 years. Hmm? You're only preparing for Ramadan workshop. You know what Ramadan is. But what was missing was just this one thing, was the concept of taqwa. La'allakum tattakoon. La'allakum tattakoon. You should make virud of this. Here, this is another way to do zikr, but it requires somebody who has what we call zok of Qur'an. means whatever words of Qur'an, whatever ayat of Qur'an are impacting you that day, you just start making zikr of it. And you know the great old Yawla, that's how they were actually. Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jairim Allah Ta'ala, 
it comes about him that sometimes he would just start reciting Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. He wasn't doing that because that was some zikr some shaykh taught him. He was doing that because he was just feeling the feeling of this verse so much that he just kept repeating it. He just kept repeating it because he was feeling the feeling. Or sometimes they did it because they wanted the feeling. Sometimes they did it because they were using it as dua to Allah Ta'ala. That's how these things later became zikr. Hmm? They were either feeling the feeling, they wanted the feeling, they were reflecting on the meaning, they were using it as dua to Allah Ta'ala. But meaning we don't have zawq. Zawq means... Zawq means you have some flair for Qur'an. Qur'an khulta hai, aap apna Qur'an mein chal means Qur'an al-Kareem is open and you feel connection. So hmm? you try this. La'allakum tattakoon, la'allakum tattakoon, la'allakum tattakoon. Tell them that's difficult for you to say, tattakoon. Hmm? Something. Some connection to kalamullah. And you make it your, this was used to be called weird in Arabic, weird. Weird means that they would just keep reciting that verse. It comes, and this, this goes back to Sahaba Ikram. The delil for this goes back to Sahaba Ikram, radiyallahu ta'ala anu majma'in. Sometimes they would take one eye of Qur'an, and they would just keep repeating it in tajjud. Even in the time of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa there's hadith about Abdullah bin Umar, radiyallahu ta'ala anu, that he would just recite and the Prophet heard him doing that. He just kept reciting same ayah over and over and over and over again in his night salah. Why? The person didn't teach him to do that. Nobody is taught to do that. It's the ibadat is the midan, the realm of your feeling. He was feeling that verse. Or he was begging Allah to give him that feeling. It was weird. It became weird. Weird means litany to repeat, repeat, repeat. It became weird. Why? Because he wants it so badly. Hmm? That's how we should make taqwa is our weird in Ramadan. Hmm? Ah, if you make taqwa your weird in Ramadan, then inshallah ta'ala will put taqwa in our heart. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us not just in Ramadan, but our whole life for tazkiyah, taqwa, purification of our heart, piety, obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa akhir da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make us from your sabirin mu'mineen. Make us from your mukhlisin mukhlasin mu'mineen. Ya Rab, make us from your mukarrabeen mu'mineen. Make us from your sadiqeen sindiqeen mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us from your qanateen khashi'een mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, there's so many feelings you've mentioned in Qur'an. Ya Rabbi Kareem, get us each and every one of those feelings. Grant us the haqiqat of Qur'an. Grant us the haqiqat of Sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This coming month, Ya Rabb, grant us the haqiqat of Ramadan. Grant us the haqiqat of the fast. Ya Rabb, grant us that taqwa that you have hope for us in. Grant us, make us all into muttaqeen, mu'mineen, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Allah, rescue us from every outer sin. Cure us from every inner sin. Take out every feeling of lust from our heart. 
every slightest attraction for their mehnam from our heart, every slightest infatuation for their mehnam from our heart, every slightest memory of their mehnam from our heart, every image of their mehnam from our heart, every memory of soft, alluring voice of their mehnam from our heart, Yerim Bikarim, instead fill our heart with love for Quran Kareem, love for the Sunnah, love for Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, love for Sahabi Karam, Radiallahu Ta'ala Anum Ajma'in. Yerim Bikarim, remove from our heart every batil, false longing of the nafs and put in our heart a longing for you, a longing to meet you, a longing for akhirah, a longing for ibadah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out every pleasure that we ever had in sin and put in our heart only lutf and lazza, pleasure and sweetness, hudu, for every ibadah, for every amal salih, for every hukum of sharia, for every sunnah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yalla, let us take all of our pleasure from deen. Grant us all of the pleasure in akhirah. Protect us from the unlawful pleasures of this world. Grant us itadal in the lawful pleasures of this world. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us for khidmat of deen, dawat of deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us better in our homes. Make us better in our families. Make us better to our friends. Make us better companions to one another. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put peace, love and harmony in our communities. Put love in the hearts of the people, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabbi Kareem, everyone has their own dua to make. Everyone has their own need they need you to fulfill, Ya Qazi al-Hajat. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you're the fulfiller of all needs, the grantor of all duas, and the answer the silent pleas that they have in their hearts. Fulfill the secret needs that they seek from you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive each and every one of us for our secret sin that only you know. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us that secret piety that only you know. Ya Rabbi Kareem, on the day of judgment, raise us in such a way that you are happy with us and we are happy with you. Radiyatam mardiya, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Yalla, we ask that you send your rahmah on the ummah, your maghfira on the ummah, your hidayah on the ummah. Make us better members of this ummah. Accept us for a life of khidmah and dawah for the ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, help us to fulfill your hukuk, Ya Rabb. Help us to fulfill hukuk al-ibab, the hukuk of others, Ya Rabb. Forgive us for all the sins that we did to others. Forgive us for all of our betrayals, all of our disloyalties. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us sadiqeen to others and make us sadiqeen on deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, make this coming Ramadan the best Ramadan of our life. Make this coming Ramadan the taqwa Ramadan of our life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our niyyah on this night. Accept our dua on this night. Grant us istiqama. Grant us kubuliyah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samil adeem. وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين